1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steeler Nation. We got, we got, we, we got the, same, the same, your regulars here, Shannon and Tony. I'm, I'm Kevin Tate filling in for bad today, but this is still the hangover. My favorite show on the on the SCN network. I'm just happy to be here with, with Shannon and Tony, and we're going to talk some football. How you guys doing today? I am splendid,
2: okay. Kevin, and thanks for being on the show and, and, and quarterbacking today.
1: Like I said, man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Shannon, you good, man?
0: I'm doing great and uh, just a pleasure to have Kevin Tate the Great, uh, the living legend, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm just glad to be on here with you today, buddy.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be with you, man. This this is your house. I'm visiting. And my, <laughs> and my, and my wife would say otherwise <laughs> about all that Kevin Tate the
0: Great.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but hey, guys, so, you know, this is the title of the show today. Is the NFL's March Madness is underway, so I mean this is that time of year we we just coming out the combine. There's draft talk everywhere. There's the free agency. I mean the, the the franchise tag ends tomorrow. Talk we're gonna talk a little about Lamar Jackson. We think the Ravens will do since they're in our division, and free agency starts a week from Wednesday. Week from yeah Wednesday mm-hmm. the fifteenth. So man, we could go. All kind of directions, but I think everybody wants to talk about and get you guys' perspective on the uh, the combine. So just jump in there and tell me what you thought. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I personally, I wasn't. In, I mean, it was, it was a lot of impressive players, but like Shannon and I were talking backstage, like it's 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 the underwear Olympics. It's not you know you can't you can't really go off that. You you can. You can take away some of the measurables. You can take away explosiveness and speed and that stuff, but all that stuff doesn't always correlate to how good a football player someone is. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think?
2: Well, I I agree. I agree. I I don't get into combos. Other people do, but uh, I know that I I know that as much as we like to say, it doesn't matter. It seems to matter as far as your draft stock more than more than uh, it should. And I thought, you know, some players uh, put themselves on the map, uh, like the the kid from Pitt, Clancy, with that crazy forty time he Is There's their draft stock fell, and it probably it, it's probably not fair that it did. Uh, but those, those are my thoughts. Is I, I don't think it's is necessary uh, to go on people, uh, but it's going to affect a lot of these guys. Right.
0: Yeah, I love the combine. You know, it's funny. Me and Tony last week had doing combine articles of the same morning and, and, you know, point, counterpoint. Uh, I, I do. I admit it. I love the combine because I look at it as a confirmation tool. That's where the value is. You watch these guys. If what you see in the drills matches what you see on tape, that helps confirm what you're seeing. Uh, But I look for things, body language. I look for competitiveness, a willingness to, you know, how do they handle when they drop a pass or they miss a throw? You know, do they get a bad negative body language? Then they kind of go into a shell? Uh, You know, there's a lot of pressure on these guys. Uh, The combine is where you're going to get your most accurate physical measurements and dimensions because how many guys go in six foot on their college uh, program and they measure them in their five, 10 at the combat
2: right. So
0: to get legitimate measurements that all teams can count on, you need the combat. Um, you get, everybody's on the same track. So these, some people's home when they do the pro days, their tracks faster then let's say it is at the combine. So one guy might you know, look a little bit faster, and he's really not. Uh, he might be a little more explosive uh, versus official timing versus hand time. So I, I think there's a lot of value to the combine, and a lot of guys really rose, in my opinion, that are making me take a second look at him, and other guys are not. I think a lot of the guys stepped back. So it uh I think we learned a lot over this past week.
1: No, I would I would agree with you, Shannon. I think the combine is is hugely important. I mean, not as important as somebody somebody running running a a, a four a four three five forty versus somebody running a four four forty. There's that I mean it sounds like a lot, but that's not really a huge difference. I think you know, like, like you said, the the uh the, char- the the character test that it shows at the combine. You get the coaches and staffs get to get be in meetings with these guys. And I know uh the Steelers D line coach, um what's his name? Help me out. Dunbar. Dunbar, Carl Dunbar. He was uh running the drills for the defensive mm-hmm. lineman, mm-hmm. and we got and we got the coach that's that runs the 40 40 every year. Okay, yeah, and you know, so so we have a lot of guys that get a lot of up close looks at look look at looks at these prospects on the field looks. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of the coaching staffs are there, and you know, in the stands looking and on looking, but we have a few guys that are actually hands on with these prospects. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's huge too.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, it was exciting uh, to see guys that. Like, I was not that familiar with Sidney Brown, uh, the safety Illinois, out of Illinois. Illinois yeah. His, yeah, I was not his that. his brother. Uh, yeah, his brother's a really good running back, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wasn't really that uh, familiar with him. Uh, I'd heard some people talking about him, so I'd planned on taking a look at him. But, again, I do a lot of my stuff after the combat because, you know, guys will flash, and that piques my interest because, you know, we've got uh, – Andrew Wilbar, Jeremy Betts, these guys, the you know, the draft fix. And Andrew did a great job of his coverage here all week during the combine. And so, you know, I rely on them guys to tell me who I had to be paying attention to.
1: Right. But and for I, a guy
0: I, like Sidney Brown, you know, he really improved his draft stock uh, because the, he interviews great. He's a high-quality young man. He's solid built, compact, and more explosive than anybody thought so you know that that's gonna because some of his pre-draft stuff wasn't getting acknowledged uh right. you know he was he had some some of the scouts were saying he's a little stiff struggles to stay you know with smaller speed guys out of the slot or, or you know certain tight ends uh so he showed he has athleticism to do it so it was a very uh, exciting comment.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I I certainly agree, um, and 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 Sidney Brown, I don't, he he may have made one of the All Big Ten teams as a safety. I don't think first team, but he may have made second team. I, don't I think he made first team. First team, okay,
0: okay,
1: he did, yeah, yeah. I um keep up with with, with with Big Ten football being Ohio State guy. You know how that is. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but no. So did did any anybody? Catch you guys' eye in, during the combine,
2: like. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, well, I mean, I, I didn't really know much about Anthony Richardson, even though the Steelers aren't aren't in market for a quarterback this year. I didn't know about him uh, prior to this draft, other than he played for Florida. I, it was such a huge prospect. Now, apparently, he had like one of the greatest workouts ever. Uh, in the history of the combine he's himself in like the top five and there might be three quarterbacks picked in the top five. Like do you guys think that he's, he's going to, going to get drafted that high now based on just based on the combine, because going into the combine, he was maybe top 10, top 15. Now they're talking about, about him being like a top five pick.
1: I, I see. He, he was, he, he was a, he was a heck of a heck of a five-star prospect uh, coming out of, coming to high school before he went to Florida. But you know, he's 6'4, 245, 4440 speed, has a a, a literally a, a cannon for an arm. But uh I could see him going top five. I don't know. I think top six, I don't I don't think he get, I don't think he gets past Detroit. I think Detroit would pick number six could use him, still play golf for another year. Cause he he needs some seasoning, he needs some refinement. But I definitely think he played himself. Sorry, into a definite top ten. But I think, I think it's looking looking pretty high at six with Detroit in, in my opinion.
0: I personally, the the two biggest. I think people get over excited and and overblow the combine results. Uh, to me, Richardson. And Nolan Smith out of Georgia or uh, two guys that are, on you know, they're athletic freaks and everybody's drooling over them now, just like they did Willis last year from Liberty. And, again, I think Richardson, based on his game film and what I've watched, he's an incredible athlete. But he is going to be so system dependent. He is going to have to go just like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had to go to the right place where somebody was gonna build an offense around him. And Baltimore did. And he was the MVP. And he looked unstoppable. But every, defense coordinators adjust. And they adjusted to his strengths and exploited his weaknesses. And he's never been the same. And he hasn't shown that he can <laughs> evolve to that next level. To me, When you watch Richardson, the Ravens should consider drafting Richardson because they've already got an offense built for a quarterback that relies on his athleticism, and Richardson has that at spades. He's bigger than Jackson, presumably durable, more durable. Jackson's already starting to have some nagging injuries. If you're going to invest the whole franchise in him, you got to believe he's going to continue to improve and can win the Super Bowl. So if you pick up Richardson, you have that, you know, franchise Jackson pick up Richardson. <coughs> excuse me. And then you're prepared for whatever happens in the next two seasons. So I don't think Richardson's a fit everywhere. But you put him in that offense with the Ravens. With that arm he has, he throws the ball way better than Jackson. Um, and he has a more natural throwing motion. Uh, and he can do everything else. You know, you could actually let Jackson play this year on a franchise tag. That, to me, sounds like a natural progression. Because there ain't a whole lot of quarterbacks that you could draft to replace the Lord Jackson. And then yeah. Nolan Smith, to me... He was the number one high school recruit. <coughs> Excuse me. He was the number one high school recruit coming out of high school. So we know he's a freak athlete, but he hasn't had the production. So I think people, if they reach for him, they're going to regret it.
1: Right. So the Ravens picked 22nd. I, I think he'll be long gone by 22. So if the Ravens wanted Richards, they'd have to make moves. I mean, well, and, somebody,
0: somebody yeah. will reach for him. And I think that whoever reaches for him, he's got it. a, he's a huge boomer bus guy.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think some of the, some of the same things were similar. When we talk about Josh Allen, when when he was coming out of North Dakota state, you know, his, his, his first two years, he was all over the place. But now we, 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 we put them in the top five QBs all the time now, pretty regularly. So I'm not saying that Richardson can be that, but if, if, if you're a team and you're bad and you get and, and Detroit has the extra pick. this pick is from the Rams from the, from yeah. the Stafford golf trade. And they still have their other, I think eight, 18 or 19. They still have their other picks so I don't think they have anything to lose. It could be an insurance policy. Get golf off the books, paying paying him what thirty five million dollars a year, something like that. Get him under the rookie contract and load up and see what he can do and try and go for it. At the very least, you just wasted the the pick that you got from the Rams, and you just you just you know you just get out there and try and draft another quarterback or sign somebody at free agency or bring golf back. You know, I don't know, but I I, I can see both sides of the coin with that one.
0: I don't know if you've seen Levis throw from Kentucky. I mean, the guy's got—he throws a great fastball.
1: He throws a laser.
0: He throws a, a great fastball. Yeah, but I don't think he has any.
1: I'm sorry, you'll he he be all speed
0: stuff. We're going we to use a okay. baseball reference. If all you're throwing haters, they're going to catch up with you. Yeah, and I don't see he, him layering any throws. <laughs> I don't see Levis. Or Richardson going through progressions. I don't think they uh, they could throw a great 65-yard pass, a deep ball, but I don't see the other intricacies of the game, the progressions and the reads and the anticipation. Those are things you got to have in the NFL level. And Agreed. that does not excite me either. Honestly, C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, is head and shoulders above every other quarterback in this class. And then you got Young, and he's just tiny, dude. Tiny. I mean, there's cornerbacks bigger than him. Okay. Uh, I, I, what do I, you think I, of I not, not? I just couldn't invest that. What do you think eye of eye his pick. decision
2: not to work out?
0: I, I just always think, like, what are you scared of? I mean, what are you hiding?
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I understand some positions. Guys that are in danger, maybe hurting themselves. Like that poor young man Voorhees, you know, his ACL. And that's terrible to see. Voorhees, but a quarterback, he, he, what why do you not want to show your arm up against the competition?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's what it's, it's what it's it's, 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 it's the it's, it's it's the culture now, right? I mean, it's, it's what's what, what these these young guys do. I mean, we got we got in different sports, we got low management. We got guys checking out, not playing the bowl game anymore. Which I understand. I understand why, but you know, I mean, you think at some point, like one one of the uh, things you mentioned earlier, Sham. You talk about what you look for. You think the competitive fire in some of these guys will have you go out there and want to do some of these things.
0: To well, put here, here's like if you put young in them drills, throwing in between Richardson. And Levis and Shroud. not only is he going to look tiny, he's going to look like junior high standing next (laughs) to high school kids. Right. So, if you do it at your pro day, when everything's scripted, he's going to look a whole lot better.
1: Right. So, I mean,
0: I don't blame him. But if, if I was a coach, I'd have to think about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could be in for Zach Wilson all over again, right? Yep, yep. What, yeah. what, 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 what the thoughts you got, Tony? You got any thoughts about the quarterbacks?
2: Well, uh, yeah, I was just intrigued by Richardson and what you guys thought of him because I really hadn't, you know, with, with the Steelers, again, with them off the market this, this off season, you know, after picking Kenny Pickett last year, I really hadn't paid much attention to the quarterbacks, but, but that guy really caught my eye and, and, and performance he turned in. But, uh, Another guy. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on him. And it, se- it seemed like he's scaring some Steeler fans because he's from Maryland. There's this uh, cornerback from from uh, what's de- his de- name? Deontay Banks. Deontay Banks yeah. he apparently turned in a great workout. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, he did. Yeah, he turned it. And now he's putting himself on the radar. I mean, you know, people keep talking about Joey Porter, but uh, this might be somebody that that is suddenly linked to them. Uh, what do you guys think of that?
1: Yeah, I, I I like I like Banks. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to him during this Maryland season, but uh, I, I knew about him. But now, since since you know, it's 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 scouting time, it's combine combine time, it's draft time. I've looked at him, 6-2, 205, ran a 540, I think he's very he's very physical at the line. He kind of. He kind of is similar to Porter. I I think Porter still goes first. I mean, if it's me, I like him, but I don't know that I'd take him before 32 if it's me. What do you think, Shannon?
0: I was on mute, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, To me, that's one of the guys that impressed me most of all the defensive backs. The reason why is I watched some of his tape, and they, they played. He went up against some top notch guys, and you watched him compete, and he hung when he was in man coverage. He hung with all of them, and so I didn't. I didn't, you know. You watch him play on the fields, one thing, but it's hard to focus on you know their body language and everything while the game's going on. Why watching him in drills and how he he approached each drill. That dude's an alpha. I mean, he is ultra competitive. He wanted to he went full tilt on every drill. He wanted to show everybody. I mean, to me, Gonzalez uh was the most fluid of all the athletes at cornerback. And I think that agreed, that, agreed. I think that he is the class of that cornerback class, in my opinion. But I think that that Banks jumped over uh, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Cam Smith, uh, Witherspoon didn't work out, so we don't know. Uh, but to me, the biggest riser at cornerback was Banks, and I would consider taking him at seventeen.
1: Ooh, okay, so what you did? What you what you think about what you think about Brent's? You don't think Brents did himself any in any, any good justice?
0: I had Brents high second round, and that didn't change. I I think he's still a quality guy and if Steelers get him, I mean, I think they'd be getting a really talented player, but I like, I just, like I said, I look for certain things that shows the psyche and the personality of these guys. And you know, when they finish their run, you see guys that are disappointed and you know, you that you could read their face. You know what I'm saying the cameras get up so close at the combine, every little thing. He and then you, about, get, you catch he, glimpses of him talking <laughs> to the other uh, participants. And and he was just so confident. And he carried himself a certain way. Do you remember Devin White? When it was him and Bush, yeah, and they were yeah, yeah, yeah. In yes in that combine. The way White walked around, that dude was the alpha. Everybody followed him like he was the pie piper. paper he wanted to be first at all the you know what i mean uh he that's what banks reminded me of
1: okay okay i can i can see that and and, and 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 i like banks i just think i i think for 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 reasons included with included with football all grouped together that if joey Porter is there at 17 he could potentially be the pick um i don't i if, if Porter, Gonzalez, and uh, from Illinois Witherspoon, if if, if they're all gone, I mean, through those three are going at seventeen. Do the Steelers still take a, force themselves to take a corner, kind of like the the Artie Burns thing, thing years ago? I mean, it's, it seems like it's so many good players that they wouldn't have to do that.
0: No, I don't think that you would have to force yourself. Yeah, I think Banks is well worth. Okay, Uh, you know if if again we'll have to look at the pro day. They're going to have to do their background work, you know, all this stuff. But I see him as a great fit and great potential. And if they end up bringing back Cam Sutton, then you would have your future cornerback one that you wouldn't have to rush into that position. Uh, you know, Banks has it all. Right. Uh, if he if they think he has the right mental makeup. Then I don't think that would be a stretch. But again, there's gonna be some really good players at that spot. I'm just saying he's a potential.
1: Potential. Okay. Yeah. See, I I I I had him I had him mid to late second, but Combine moved him up to to late first. And that's why I say if I'm the Steelers, I'm thinking thirty two. But I I understand your reasoning and, and all your all your critique on 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 why you say he could be a fit seventeen. But uh moving on, so let's talk about uh the the uh franchise tags and, and and lamar jackson. I think Baltimore has till tomorrow morning to either use the exclusive or the regular franchise tag. And what do you guys think is gonna happen? I mean they're gonna franchise tag in one way or the other. It's basically to me, it's like the the ravens. It looks like Baltimore is going to hit Lamar with go see what you're worth in the open market, and we we have the right to match it. I think, I think that's how they're going to dictate what they do give them or they don't give them because if they don't give it to them, assuming they use the exclusive franchise tag, somebody offers something more than what they want to pay, then they get two first-round picks from that team. What do you guys think? I mean, it, it If Lamar left, it certainly would weaken our division – Agreed. We all agree on that, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. I mean, and, and the thing about I saw this on Twitter before before the show, but uh, Derek Carr agreed to uh, this huge deal with the uh, with the Saints, like for like four years, like seventy million guaranteed a oh. signing. So I mean, that throws the Lamar Jackson market uh, into. Uh, into further debate, right? I mean, he's going to want because he's and who do you want? Who do you think is a better player, Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr? Oh, well, clearly Lamar Jackson's a better player, so he's going to want more money, even more money uh, on this deal. So the Ravens, right, I have to, I have to franchise tag him at least for this year. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to agree this year.
1: Right. Well, what do you think, Shannon?
0: I think that Lamar Jackson, as I said, is a great athlete. I think he's a good guy. I think he is more valuable for Baltimore than any other franchise. Um, There's a handful of teams that he could go to and play for. He is not a a system fit everywhere. Um, A team like Atlanta, you'll hear mentioned a lot, that I think is built that they could really utilize him. But – I don't, I'm not really concerned about Lamar Jackson. If he stays in Baltimore and signs a long-term contract and they got to pay him the big bucks, it's going to weaken them being able to fill holes. I'm perfectly fine with him staying in Baltimore, but I'm so, saying if I was the Ravens, I would get While there is a quarterback on the market right now that you could conceivably replace him with. I would, you know, definitely look at Richardson uh, and have me a, some insurance and a backup plan B if they have to franchise him and they can't reach an extension. Because as far as I know, Lamar Jackson's his own agent. Yeah. And he's he's as cool as the bottom side of the pillow. That dude doesn't stress money. He's fine. He, right. You know, most guys are just all about me and me. And I got to get more and all that. Not Jackson. He just wants to go out and play, have a good time, be happy. He's right. all about he's all about his team, his teammates. He wants to win, but he ain't worried about that dollar. Except with him, I think it's more about respect. I think he wants it to is. feel like I agree with you. He wants to feel like they respect him and they pay him in line with what a former MVP quarterback should be paid. And now the Ravens because of these injuries and they made some bad decisions personnel-wise. And haven't been able to put a winning team around him. Now they're starting to say, "Can we win with him?" And they're a little leery to give him that big money. So why this still makes going on? It's good for the Steelers,
1: right? I know I agree. And and Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's he we he win seventy five percent of his games. I mean, mm-hmm. the, when when he's not on the field, they're 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 way more apt to lose than they are win. So, but no but he, he he's never really like you said he's never really wor- worried me as a Steelers fan i think we're i think we're three and two against him we have a we have a winning record against him
2: mm-hmm.
1: um he hasn't played whole. he was because he's always yeah, hurt
2: is, yeah he did pretty well
1: yeah we do well against him but yeah, uh got- go, ahead. go ahead tony
2: Well, I mean, we 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 saw a couple of years ago, last season anyway, with with uh, what, what Deshaun Watson got, and and we just saw what, what Derek Carr's getting out and, and it's, it's, it's supposed the supposed uh, the the reported deal with the Saints. Daniel Jones wants like forty some million a year, apparently. With Lamar wants? Uh, Do we get where the 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 bubble burst with these quarterbacks with these contracts? I mean, it seems it seems unlikely right now because you know the whole like Brad might lose with him but you never win without me uh but does it get to a certain point where they're they're going to be commanding too much money uh to build a team around them you know i mean the, the, like it's popular now uh for for teams to try to win on the rookie contract and then you know take it from you know then you have to try to be creative once you sign a guy to a, to a big deal. But did you get to a point where you're like, well, we're not even going to bother trying to sign you to a a big deal because it's just, it's just just too much money now.
1: Well, I think, I think we can all agree that the Brown stressed and ruined the market. They would by doing that. They did that. And you know, and that, that, and that's, that's what had, that's what had Kyler Murray in a tizzy when he was trying to get his money. Uh, Lamar Jackson now won't sign. I actually think the uh, Derek Carr deal is kind of fair. He got four years, 150. What's that? About 36, 37 million a year. Mm-hmm. Thereabouts, 37, 38. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what I think that's fair. And right. Daniel Jones like needs to come one. in. <laughs> yeah. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones needs to come in beneath that. But these, these guys with, with these absorbent contracts, right. Dak Prescott <laughs> and these guys like that, but they get it just because they're next up. I mean – they're good quarterbacks, but they're not they're not force right. force multipliers. They're 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 not making teammates better. If if, if I'm paying you 45 million dollars, Dak Prescott, then you need to make everybody in the field that you your skill players better. I shouldn't have to go pay Amari Cooper 18 million dollars or pay, you know, whoever else they have to pay because Zach Dak needs pieces around him. He needs to make the pieces around him better. But that's, that's my take on the quarterback. The Browns mess it up for everybody like they do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, thoughts?
0: Oh, I, I totally agree. Uh, they, they reset the market. Uh, I don't know if you remember, the Yankees had Alex Rodriguez. And everybody was talking about the Dodgers was going to make a run at him and everybody was going to make a run at him. And before the uh, Yankees even let anybody offer him, they give him a record contract and reset the market, and they competed against themselves. Right. And, it, and it it just, you know, there's no salary camp in baseball. Yeah, baseball it, like it pissed everybody off. Well, imagine doing that in a league mm-hmm. where there is a salary cap, and the Cleveland Browns did it. And, again, the only way they could get a – Franchise quarterback to come to the mistake by the lake was to give him a complete, fully guaranteed, ridiculous contract. And the rest of the NFL says, Thank you.
1: Yeah, he, he, he Deshaun Watson was not to get that,
0: nope,
1: get that contract. Cleveland came in at the 12th hour. Uh, Jimmy Haslam and, and, and Barry, the, the GM, at the 12th hour, they come in and say, Hey, We'll give you this, fully guaranteed. And so they were just trying to basically buy him. Mm-hmm. The, Deshaun Watson was on the plane to either Carolina or Atlanta at the time. Yeah. And Cleveland got him back in the building, said we'll do this, and it just – ever since then, it, it's been going up, 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 up.
2: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so free agency starts the 15th. What do you guys think the Steelers doing free agency with their own, and who you think they might try and bring in. But before we get in that, let's take a quick break. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. we is going to be a 10-second pause. We'll be right back. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we're back here on The Hangover with Shannon White and Tony DeFio. I'm Kevin Tate uh, from the Homie Podcast. Filling in for Brian Anthony Davis today, the homie bad, but uh, right before we went to break, we we're great getting into free agency, and I, I was asking Shannon and Tony what they think the Steelers might do with their current free agents, and you don't have to go name everybody, just just ones you think they'll resign and try and keep, and then who you who you think is a is a free agent from outside the organization they might try and
2: bring in. Well, as far as their, their own uh, free agents, I like to see them keep Cam Sutton. But isn't he like, signed a deal? It's fourteen million a year. Isn't that like the projected deal he's supposed? To, I mean, that, to, be, to me, that'd be like paying Shea Townsend fourteen a year. Imagine that. I mean, he was a valuable player uh, for them, but he was basically Cam Sutton back then. So now, I mean, you you, you know, last year they had more. Money no more. Khan has to be once again has to be creative with the cap because I think they're still over. They're not compliant yet, so uh, it's going to be hard to sign him. And then you have Edmonds, who's I think more valuable than, than Sutton, and you know he's going to want to get paid. uh So I'm thinking maybe they can sign somebody like Larry ogajobi at, at a decent deal if he wants to stay here.
1: Okay, and Cam Sutton is is that the number they're talking about? Fourteen million. Wow, that's what,
2: that's what I, thought I saw a few weeks ago. No, mean, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. I'm
1: not. Gonna, I'm not questioning you. I'm just questioning the it. 14 million. <laughs> I mean,
2: I, if if
1: if if, yeah, if I'm yeah, the Steelers, I I, I'm 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 looking at giving Cam Sutton three years, 33 million, 22 fully guaranteed. See, I will put that on the table. See what he would have to say about that. That seems fair to me. But Shannon, what do you think about these free agents and stuff we're talking about?
0: Well, I agree with you and Tony both. I was thinking uh, around 11 uh, a year for Cam Sutton. Again, so the three years 33 sounds right in line for a high end cornerback, too, because that's what he is. And he he also has the most value for the Steelers because I think this will be another guy if he leaves. Another team's going to get him and not realize how important it was for him in the fit here at Pittsburgh. It's the only scheme he's ever known. And he is very intelligent, and he's able to make up for some athletic limitations because he's so intelligent and smart and instinctual. So I uh, would like to have him back at the right price. Uh, and, and, you know, again, try to draft you a, a future quarterback one. Uh, you'd like to bring Larry O back. At a a reasonable price. Um, But again, Terrell Edmonds is my main focus uh, because of his connection with Mickey Fitzpatrick. Uh, Now, my money and I would rather my number one splurge in free agency is a starting upgrade in inside linebacker. I've said it and I'll keep saying it. Uh, I like Jermaine Pratt, I like David Long. Uh, I think Tremaine Edmonds, because he's a little younger than the rest.
1: I like and, the, well what well, 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 not not to not to interrupt you. Just, I just want to put yeah. this guy uh, uh linebacker in there to, to see what you think about him. Um i i i Al, Al Z's from, from the 49ers.
0: Um I really haven't even thought about him to be honest.
1: Yeah, he's a free agent. I like him. I like him. I think I think yeah. he, he but probably somebody, comes.
0: I what I want to see happen there. Is I want to see them uh, get a true upgrade because we we keep getting guys just past their best by date. Right. Now Kendricks got released by the Vikings and now everybody's like, oh, we got to get Kendricks. Last year it was Miles Jacks. The year before that, <laughs> it was Joe Sherbert. I don't want that. I, all these, all, there's seven guys right now at around 26 years old in their prime, entering free agency. I want one of them guys. I'm going to throw something out there that will freak people out. But Devin White was on Instagram today saying, you know, he's entering the last year of his rookie deal, and he's talking about, he, you know, that they might try to move him. And he's given that impression. If Tampa Bay would listen to offers, I'd be calling him right now and saying, you want the 30-second pick? And I would trade in a heartbeat hmm. for Devin White. Devin White is better than anybody in this draft class, and he's better than any of these other free agents this year. And there's some good ones. I take a 25 year old guy, I put him on that Stiller's defense, and I wouldn't worry about the inside linebacker for a long time.
1: So, 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 once you do that, you're committing to paying then, there, right? So, if you trade for him, you're going to pay him.
0: Yeah. Well, you're going to, if you get what the, the cheapest guy they're going to get it's gonna be at least fourteen to eighteen million. Any of these top seven uh wow, you inside think, you linebackers think, you think, that I'm talking about is gonna be up there.
1: I think I agree with Edmonds cost that much. You think Pratt cost that much?
0: Oh, I think Pratt's a great player. I mean to me if you look at his coverage grades, uh-huh. he was second and third in about every coverage grade in inside linebacker. So when you think of Pratt, I always think that he's physical. You know, he's knocking guys loose from the ball. He separates bodies. But he's actually a lot better at coverage than people realize. It.
1: Right. Jerry Cherry now, says, white with pit dream NAD's on. Guy, I would love it to. What do you say, man. Tony? Like, NAD's
2: free agents. Uh, because Shazier was in his prime, because that's that's what they've been looking for. That's what they've been looking for. They've been looking for for somebody to be ear That's what they hoped Devin Bush would be, and obviously that didn't. That's not happened, and it's not going to happen. It looks like. So that's the that's the thing. I mean, you know, as Shannon said, you know, they brought Miles Jack in, hoping to get the Miles Jack from what 2017, and basically they got they got Vince Williams, he's a solid player, but he's not dynamic. Mm-hmm. Anymore, he's just a solid. He needs they need somebody to play along that Vince Williams type right. guy, an inside linebacker, and they haven't been able to find that. You know, uh, they brought Mark Barron in a few years ago, hoping he would be that guy, and he wasn't. Who was the guy they brought in a year before that that played for the Bears that, that, that kept getting mashed up Joe against Bostic. that Chargers receiver yeah. one night game? Yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, Boston. Yeah, so I mean, that's the thing. These free agents, if you're going to invest that kind of money in these guys, are they the true upgrade? <laughs> Or like Shannon said, are they past that? Even though they're still in their prime, theoretically, you know, guys like that are so valuable. Why are these teams not hanging up? That's my question. Because we can get no. a Devin White and, and 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 lock him up. I'd be all for it. But if 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 uh, you can't go those commodity, are these other guys? Are they are they going to come in here and be that finally be that that piece that they're, that they're missing in, in the middle of that defense? What?
1: One one exception, and this is just my thought. What I like potentially, um, I doubt that it happens. The Steelers bring in Bobby Wagner, second team All Pro last year, still playing at a high level. But let, let, let me tell you why: drafting linebacker, <laughs> drafting linebacker, along with Mark Robinson. Then you got then you got you got Bobby Wagner and Miles Jack groom, <clears throat> grooming the next two linebackers, learning from some some really good veteran players. I just I I just like that blueprint right there. Not saying it'll happen. I, I, I like that. Like I said, Bobby Wagner was second team all pro last year. Like what, six sacks, three
0: or four interceptions? He played crazy good ball last year. Uh, it ain't it ain't nothing against Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is a heck of a player. Right. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the class inside linebacker of his era. I mean, he you know, uh the guy's got Hall of Fame numbers. But what I'm saying is, this still defense, the offense has done their rebuilding. The offense is young. The defense isn't. The defense has Cam Hayward. The defense has, you know, uh, Watt, is experienced. He's 28. Hopefully, he don't have the injury problems that JJ had. Uh, But I want to see a guy that can grow with this team. And these guys that are 26, the guys I'm talking about, They've got experience, all in at least five years. Uh, they can come in, break some experience, but also have some longevity with the team. And and that's just the way I'm looking at it. I want, I want to see these guys. It's good to have a veteran here and there, but Cam Hayward is not going to be around forever. Yeah. And so this year, they, the problem is, guys, I don't know if y'all paid attention. The defensive line it did not impress me at the combat. Who impressed you at the combat? Uh, I
1: thought the kid, the big nose tackle from Florida, did well, did himself well.
0: From Florida,
1: Gervin, something like oh, that. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about
1: Yeah, I thought he did well.
0: But what um, you he... say, maybe a third round pick,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But what I'm saying, I mean, I'm not seeing any guys, uh, you know, like a Stefan Tuit or a Cam Hayward, or they got to get some some quality and some beef back on in the trenches and on that defensive line. uh, We've talked about getting a mid tier free agent. Who's a space eater, get some size on that interior and, uh, you know, bring back Larry Ogajobi and hope you have a stronger class of defensive line next year, because I keep seeing a breezy thrown out there from Clemson. I'm sorry. He didn't impress me. He moved I, li- I don't I li- think his tapes are impressive. I like I,
1: I like Brian Priestley, but then, you know, I thought I thought he did his drills where well, but we're talking about the combine. But I think what we're talking about with a guy like that, we're talking about pedigree. Pedigree. He was the best high school player in the nation. Went to Clemson. Had some some injuries, some troubles, but but we know, but we know that talent and pedigree is there. So I kind of like him. If if he was there, at seventeen. I wouldn't be mad at that pick.
0: Oh, I would. I wouldn't touch him in the first round. But again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Right. But what do you think sub- of?
1: Go ahead, Tony.
2: Oh, I'm sure there, There's a delay. Uh, yeah. What do you think about you Keith know, from Pitt? I mean, there's somebody who put on the map. last. The last big guy I looked at, he was like you know, which surprised me. They're t- comparing him now to Aaron Donald because of his size and, and his athleticism. He ran like a, the, the best four, uh, plus guy in like 20 years. So, I mean, there's somebody who's probably not even going to make it to 70 and, 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 and he really put himself, on think of him.
1: Elijah can from Pitt. Um, I th- I think he's really good. I don't think he's a, a stealer I don't think he's a stealer yeah. fit though. He's too he's too small to play the five technique. No, so,
2: he's a
0: four
1: three. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's 4-3. a, four, he's three, a four, three, huh? four three, four three D tackle. Yeah, not not. He can't get over the nose, and he can't he can't take on two guys on so, on the end in the three four. But he's he's a great player. So he probably he's probably going not
2: get picked. a first round pick. He's he's not a yeah. Right, oh, no, he's yeah, the first
1: right. round, his first round pick,
0: yeah,
2: but, but not
1: shield. for a
0: three, four, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, that, 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 okay. that's
1: all that is. But uh, okay, so continue on with this, got two more things real quick. So each of you guys, if 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 if, if everything went your way, and you, and you got who who you wanted, and you got to be realistic at at seventeen thirty two. Uh, you're not finna get Will Anderson at 17. So don't say Will Anderson. But <laughs> pick, pick who you think the Steelers could get that you'd like to see him get at 17, 32, and 49, each of you.
2: Well, I think I think defense is is, is has to be their prime uh, focus in this draft. A lot of picks and just reporter. And- Joey Porter, the first pick at seventeen. You know, Joy it Porter? just it, it seems it feels like Najee Harris. It feels like Kenny Pickett, that kind of thing. It feels like it feels like it's going to be Joey Porter. Uh, you know, he, at the combine he didn't do much to this draft, so he didn't do anything to, to to improve it. But it seemed like he's he's destined to go in the first, and that's where they're going to be picking. So it, it feels like Joey Porter at seven. Okay.
1: Shannon, you're your seventeenth pick.
0: It, it, you know, again, it's so important to see what happens with free agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, you know, I, but I'm just saying that realistically, um, that's why you know I I love Gonzalez. Um, I, I think that the Steelers have needed uh, a top corner for so long, and I think that he's about as can't miss as you're getting out of this class. Um, but also, like I said, I like Banks. Uh, I'm not as high on Joey Porter uh, Jr. I, I mean, I from watching him and, and you know, I don't – I see some things. I'm not an expert on quarterbacks by any means. But there's things about him that I see Banks, that alpha personality, I don't see that with Porter. And I'll leave it at that. If one of them top tackles falls, you know, again, there's not too many of them. So I think that you would have to consider that, but I would like to see a top tackle or uh, a guy like Gonzalez or banks at 17.
1: Okay. And my 17, I'm going, I'm going to stick with Tony. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Joey Porter, Joey Porter guy. I will I think he brings a level of physicality. I think Coach Tomlin has known him since he was in. That's big in the Steeler organization, bloodline. I mean, so I think it. I think it fits. I think you sign Cam Sutton, you get Porter Porter in there, and get him learning under Cam and Minka and the the veterans. Hopefully, Edmonds, the veterans in that in that secondary group. So pick pick 32 for you, Tony. Who you like at 32 potentially?
2: Well, I mean, I I uh, like Paris Johnson as a left tackle, but he's not going to be there at thirty-two. There's well, no way, there. right? I mean, he's got the that incredible length. He, he's he, looks, so, he, he
1: looked he looked really with good at the, the combine I too. With
2: the defense. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like I like him. He's not going to be there. If you go corner, you have yeah, pick and choose one of your needs at, at seventeen. It's not if 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 it's corner, then you're not going to get somebody like Johnson. So uh at 32 I, I was good i don't know I'm afraid to say any of these names because i don't know technique five i am not that not even close when it comes to the defensive line but i do know they need to shore up that that d line you know jeffrey benedict uh before even last season talking about how that line's kind of regressed because you know you're losing players like uh javon hargrave and of course to it retired and tyson Lewis getting older And now he's he's done that long. The D line was a a strength, and now it's kind of still pretty, but and we like on his potential, but he's getting older. I think they have to go deep pick. So,
1: who, who you take at 32?
2: Uh, I I I don't I'm not that familiar with. with oh, you're, so you're just saying
1: yeah, D line prospect? Lake- okay. okay, okay, okay,
2: okay. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, Shannon. you you're number thirty-two pick.
0: Well, I've I've talked to the great length about some tight end possibilities. Uh, to have a real upgrade <laughs> at that tight end two position. Um, Daryl Washington is is. You know, I was really high on him, and it, there's another guy that he didn't impress me as much as I thought he was going to. Uh, at the combine, uh, uh, I can't say his last name. Coons. Uh, Coons. Okay. Uh, another guy who's tall, big, who really, you know, his uh, Rsa scores were excellent, and he caught the ball really well this is such a deep class and seeing how deep of class it is and how good strange. And some of the other guys are as blockers as well, that you could probably get late in the second or early third. That made me rethink that. Uh, so, you know, if all the top tackles were gone, you got uh, Dewan Jones out of Ohio state at 32. I mean, this dude, it's like Orlando Brown Jr. number two.
1: That's 2. yeah. That's, that's that the 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 comps are exact. Yeah. The the and height, it, the weight, the he he's he, he's a little more fluid. He did his he did his shuttle drills better than Orlando Brown did, and he
0: ran better too. Yeah, right. And if you get him at that thirty second pick, now I would like to trade for extra picks right there, because you know. But if they keep a thirty second pick, I would like to see him put him at right tackle. And he's just going to be a road grader for you on that right side for years.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I don't I, I, I like that. I liked I like where you're going with Washington too. I think Washington, that's like that's like his 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 floor. He's mm-hmm. like in that 32 to 35 range. Yeah. But I think with Washington, you get the best of both worlds. You get Kenny Pickett, another weapon, and you get another guy It's like an extra tackle. Yeah. You don't you don't need to swing tackle if you got Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, so because did you see? Did you see how he did that sled mm. the other day? Yeah, mm. <laughs> he did it better than any any tight end prospect that that did the blocking drill. Yeah, but also, uh, I I I, I kind of like where you're going with that. But I like Dewan Jones too. I really like, I really like getting the if you're gonna get a left tackle, don't use the 17. If it's not one of the top three, go ahead and fall back at 32. I like Jones better than better than the kid from Oklahoma. Oh, so, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I, I completely, Harrison, Harrison yeah. yeah. So I completely agree with you there. My 32nd pick would be I'm going to try and fill that 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 middle linebacker void and I like I like Drew Sanders. Um Drew Sanders is he was at Alabama for 2 years. He was he was he was on on the outside was an edge rusher. He moved to Arkansas and moved him to off-ball linebacker. So he can kind of be a versatile piece. 6'5", 240. I like the size. I like the the measurables and stuff. So I, I like. I, I'm I'm going Drew Sanders with pick thirty two for me. Tony. For forty nine. Well, what position are you taking? You you've taken the corner. You've taken the D lineman. What are you taking at forty nine?
2: Well, uh, I I would stick with defense if I were me. But I kind of have a feeling them being them and, and them seeing what the Bengals did a couple years ago with Jamar chase and bringing his buddy back from college for, uh, I'm bringing Joe Burrows, buddy from college. And I think they're going to go with Jordan Addison from Pitt at 49. Did they need a receiver necessarily? Maybe not, but I think they're going to go in that, in that direction because I saw what the Bengals did and how they those two. And I think they're going to, going to do that with, uh, uh Addison for, uh, for uh, uh Kennedy Pickett. Now he didn't he he didn't test well at the combine, from what I understand. But
1: he did he did he 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 did he he ran slower than expected. Ken, Kenny Pickett had this thing he's gonna run like a four three high four two something. He ran a a four mm-hmm. four seven I think. But mm-hmm. uh, if I think I think if you wanted Addison, which I understand that you have you'd have to get him at thirty. He's not going beneath thirty two. He won't be there at 49, but I understand what you're saying about you getting Kenny think... Pick another yeah. weapon. No, no he, he 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 might have played his bottom bottom himself out where he dropped to 32, but he's not gonna drop to 49. No. Yeah. Well what well, well, what do you got at 49, yeah. Shannon?
0: Okay. I'll give you two options. Um I was really how on Drew Sanders. Um uh, and I still like him. Uh, he's very raw. Because, as you say, he's had one year of off-ball linebacker. He, you know, he's been come in, in Alabama as an edge. So, he's raw. He's got a lot of potential. But, you know, I told you I look for intangibles at the combine. And one guy stood out to me. And everybody knows how I am about my linebackers. But I like me oh, Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Jack Campbell, baby. <laughs> Listen. The guy's explosive, great vertical, great broad jump. I uh, always drills. He, he three cone, everything. He he run a four seven. It don't matter. The guy is got instincts. He's got a great first step. He plays a full step faster than everybody else. And when he gets there at six five and two forty eight, he wipes out bodies. I, the Steelers haven't had that. If you get the right free agent. And you draft that kid, and then you got a, a developmental guy like Mark Robinson, uh, and re-sign Robert Spillane to have some experience, and then I won't worry about the middle linebacker position anymore. And I am I would I would really like to see Jack Campbell there. Uh, I'm afraid that he'll go earlier, and I don't know if they want him at 32, but the other name. Uh, is you want a, a meat eater and a, and a guy on the interior of that D line is Maisie Smith out of Michigan.
1: Mm.
0: I think at 49, he'd be a great value. He'd feel a big need. And I think he hasn't hit his potential yet. I think he's, his ceiling's higher than we realize right now. Uh He was on a good deal in Michigan. <coughs> so I, I think that he would be another option at 49.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, man. That's, that's, that's kind of, kind of where I'm at. And, but I mean, I get if it's me, my last pick at 49, the kid, and similar. We need big bodies. We need he's not he's not like 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 Maisie Smith. That guy is like the strongest guy in the whole the whole combine. But uh I go with uh Keon Keon White from Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. the you know the edge the edge, mm-hmm. but he's he's like 6'6, 280 and fluid. So, you know, I think that's just another piece. You, you pair him up with, 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 with Liao and you, you know, you got those guys move those guys around. I think you, you know, you, 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 you cooking with good hot fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that. So, okay. Last thing before we get out of here question for you guys, stealing at the combine every year, obviously the brass is there. Omar Khan, used to be Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, the coaches. All the prospects, all the players, rave about Mike Tomlin and his staff. They love Mike Tomlin. So my question is, how come so many of us Steeler fans don't appreciate Mike Tomlin?
2: Uh, I don't know. They, they've they've turned the uh, the no, no losing season thing into a uh, into a bad thing for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's <laughs> you, you know, uh, it's been what 15, 16 years since uh, he's been here. He's he's basically had the same career to Cowher that People keep going on on about his eight nine playoff record. That was Cowher's playoff record. Super Bowl forty run. Oh, so, uh, facts, facts, it, the, good stuff, Tony. The, the, the book isn't. Yeah, the, the the the, book's not common. So he wins. We saw what he did, last year, right? I mean, they were going to have, they were supposed to have their first bad season, and they didn't have it. He, you know, people weren't impressed with the fact that they kept beating average teams, even though they kept calling them a below average team. It didn't make any sense to me. I thought he did one of his best coaching jobs, last year. and um. Why, why they don't appreciate him? I don't know. But people should know they felt the exact same way about Bill Cowher up until Super Bowl 40. A lot of revisionist history going on with that man. You know, after he went and retired and ascended to heaven, and he's the greatest coach ever.
1: Right. Okay. Any thoughts,
0: Shannon? I think there's. Um, it's hard to talk about this because. Everybody wants to make it things that it isn't. I think that, you know, he's had quite a few years with a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, with some Hall of Fame players, uh, with the best organization in the NFL. And I'm prejudiced. I know that. Uh, you know, I love the Steelers. I mean, I think they're the best. I think the Rooneys are the class organization out there. And so I think any coach you know, you have loyalty, you have job security that other coaches don't have. I mean, I'm shocked Tomlin don't try things go forever for them because the Rooney's ain't firing him. I mean, but he he still plays conservative because you know that's who he is. But I don't think a lot of people questioned Tomlin the coach. Tomlin's a great man. He's a great motivator, he's a great individual. Uh I think that. You know, when you're talking about people call him a cheerleader. Well, Tomlin isn't so much an X and O's coach, but he showed a willingness to be more creative this year that helped them have a winning season that I didn't think was possible that early going. But he did, you know, he, he moved back and showed some flexibility, something he's going to have to have with his first real rebuilding job. This is his first real rebuilding job. And, you know, he stopped using the bell cow running back and he started using Warren. And, he, you know, they did some defensive fronts they hadn't done ever under his tenure. So he allowed other people to have input. You know, uh, I think the, the criticism of Tomlin comes from his assistant coaches because they are his hires. And it looks like that he only hires people that are no threat to him as a head coach. And then he keeps them longer than he should. Now, I cannot justify keeping Matt Canada for another year. Some people do. I'm not going to justify that. And I think that the Steelers will have improvement this year because Pickett, Pickens, Harris, Warren, all these young guys will improve naturally. But their ceiling is going to be capped with Canada's limitations. And I think after this year, they'll let him leave. They won't renew his contract. They didn't have to fire nobody because we know the Rooneys don't want to do that. And then we'll get the offensive coordinator that everybody wants. But I I think Tomlin is a great coach, but I don't think he's a great guy hiring coordinators and assistants. And so, therefore, I think that's where the criticism comes from because you can't criticize the man because he's a great man and he's great at his job but part of that job is the people that you hire who work under you you're responsible for those men and i think that those men have left something to be desired under his tenure i
1: i i I don't i don't disagree i'll put a I mean, he, he doesn't have a, a coaching tree, right? It's around 15, 16 a year. Nobody has left his staff and gone on to do anything that was Mm-mm. one of his original hires. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think he did hire about the insecurity. I don't think he's insecure. I mean, he's had Mike Munchak, Todd Haley, uh, brought in Brian Flores. He's brought guys in that's been head coaches in this league. I don't think he's he's hiding from ideas from other, other, other minds in the building. I don't think but that. But
0: why would he have any insecurities? When you know the Rooney's, he's the man. The Rooney's are not going to fire him. So, what I'm saying is, he can bring in Sean Payton for, for that matter, if they can afford it. I mean, hypothetical. Right. Cobbin has nothing to worry about. I understand he wants to bring in guys he likes and he wants to work with. We all want to do that. But sometimes you got to have somebody come in and like, I think you're wrong, coach. Let's look at yeah. it this way. Yeah. That can be very aggravating. But it also can be rewarding,
1: right? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't want yes men around. You want somebody yeah. stand, stand, yeah. stand, looking in the eye and tell you the truth about yep. what what they think and what's going on. I agree with that. Um, my my take on it, real quick, is you know, I just think he's a he's a I would have said top five coach, but maybe top seven now. He's he's one of the best coaches in the league, and if the Rooneys and the Steelers were to get rid of him. Tonight, right now at six o'clock, he'd have a job tomorrow. Somebody will be will be making make making changes to get Tomlin into their organization mm-hmm. because you know he just the the, the guys just gravitate and They run through brick walls for him. He, he's not the X and O guy. He's just a leader of men, though. You know, so I wouldn't necessarily call him the best the best coach, but he's one of the best leaders of men that I think mm-hmm. is in the, is in 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 the NFL but guys so we we've got to the end gonna wrap it up I want to thank everybody in the live chat the live chat was popping when you get to get to all your comments because we' just going back and forth so much but we appreciate it and I'm looking at it it's been like 55 56 people in the live chat and we only got two likes on the video everybody's still here like the video I, I'm, I know you're already subscribed to the to the channel thank you but like this video. And be sure to check out all the rest of the shows we got going on this week and the audio podcast. Uh, if you didn't get to listen to it today, the Less Ride, the Ride or Die Crew, Jeff Hartman show this morning. I believe he had Andrew Wilbar on there we talking combine and draft. Andrew got to see a lot of lot lot of lot of uh, name, name people. Ryan Clark, Mina Kimes. Uh, he ran into Andy Wild, so he got to see a lot of people. Check check that out. It was it was a good episode and. Tomorrow, the Scobro show and the rest of the week, just check everything out and don't miss Friday night, the homie broadcast. That that would be me and the other guys, the other homies. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, I know I'm I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna, I'm gonna do our homie clothes and let Shannon take us home. The homie clothes, what Pay always says is a rest breath. far. Now, Shannon, you take us home hangover style.